I'm ready and I'm recording and it's picking me up. Awesome. I'm ready, I'm recording, and it's picking me up as well. Hey, everybody, <laughs> welcome to the Terrible Podcast. Today's quote is, truth is like the sun. You can shut it out for a time, but it ain't going away. And that's by the king, Elvis Presley. It's like, who doesn't love Elvis and who doesn't want to take advice from him? Um, I think <laughs> this could be, <laughs> it's very Probably people who want to be healthy when they eat, but other than that, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think, I think there's obviously such, there's something that's so relatable about this because, um, like for example, my house, I love having like blackout curtains and you can see when you're always talking to me, it's rarely very bright in my room <laughs> when I'm talking. Um, but you know, it's outside of those curtains, the sun is still there. It's like one of those, even when there's clouds in the sky, behind the clouds, there's still the sun. The truth is always going to be there. Even if you cover it up or you run away from it or you put something up on your windows so it can't come in, it's still going to be outside waiting for you. And I will say that the longer you cover it up, that the brighter it will be when it is going to finally be revealed. Mm-hmm. And it can be like painful then, really painful. Like think about like getting a yeah. sunburn, right? Or in your eyes when you go from a dark place to something really, really bright. Exactly. So that's why I think a lot of people don't want to look at truth right away. Cognitive dissonance, everybody. That's the word of the day. Mm-hmm. And and let the sun shine in. I'm going to post that on my Instagram, that song. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get into what we're doing today. We're talking about the five of swords today and the sun card. Um, so we're still in our suit of swords. I got to tell you, I feel like this has been, I mean, I know we're only on five, but a little heavy. That's a word from your generation. (laughs) 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 Oh, that was great. (laughs) So I haven't gotten stung like that in a while. (laughs) Yeah, that is a. Heavy, bruh. That's heavy. It's like I could hear, I could see Paulie Shore just be like, "I'm the wheeze, and that's heavy." Um, but that's it's a terrible, short impression. It's just been a little intense, you know. I just feel like with the cups, there was so much uh, brightness and feeling and and compassion and love, and these always just, again, even though we're on number five, it just has felt very um, melancholy. No, that sounds a little too dramatic. A little, a little sad. Yeah, I'll go with that. Um, yeah, right. I think that swords are definitely uh, a little more bleak, so I could see why you feel that oh, way. Oh, that's we're a good word. Into the fall too, so it's just that natural cycle—the natural cycle of summer being the high point, the peak, you know, yes. the ripe fruit—and now the fruit's starting to get a little, little gamey, rotten. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah. so let's talk about the Five of Swords here. I'm going to describe the card, and then we'll look at the different – sorry, I had to grab my dog. Um, look at the different parts <laughs> of the card. She always wants to be the co-host. Um, all right, so if I'm looking at the card, my version of the card has, like, a light blue background, and there are these, like, kind of – they're, I would say, cirrusy kind of gray clouds across the sky – there's three figures in the card. The figure at the forefront is wearing like a green tunic with like a red shirt underneath, like reddish tights and orangey boots. He has two swords in his left hand that are like he's holding his hand and then he has like the actual like sword part over his shoulder. And he has one sword in his right hand 
and he's holding the handle, but it's pointing down. And he's looking off to the side, and he has kind of like this like smirk on his face. The two other figures, we don't see their faces. We just see their backs, and they're kind of um, perspective-wise smaller, so it looks like further away. They're both wearing yellow. And at the feet of the figure in the front, I was holding the three swords. There's two swords on the ground. In the background, you see like it looks like an ocean or a lake or something, and then maybe some mountains in the far background. If you want to see what the card really looks like and get a little bit more insight into the things I just said, you can always look at our Instagram at terrible2, T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L, and the number two. Um, and this is the Rider weight deck. So let's get into what our initial thoughts were. What did you think looking at this card? Initially, this looks like some kind of victory, um, but not really like a battle. Mm-hmm. Like, like they're fighting for their lives, more like kind of like a competition. Maybe they're having like a, a dueling or fencing sword match and these guys are walking away like they lost. And he looks like he's picking up the treasures of what he won. Uh, you know, I said also, I said, I agree that it looked like a win or a victory. I said, but it also kind of looks like the, you know, that saying like picking up all your marbles and going home. Like he's like picking up all of the three extra, the three swords that he has. And he's like, I'm going. And obviously the other two figures look very upset. And then I also wrote down majority rules because he's got three and there's two on the ground. So it's kind of like that kid who owned the football, but you know, everybody picked on him. So he's like, I'm going home. The game's over. Yes, exactly. Yep. That was, uh... Were you that kid, Ashley? (laughs) (laughs) Please. No one invited me anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. All right. So let's go into the different parts here of the card. Um, the first thing that I wanted to talk about was the clouds. Um, for me looking at it, I did this whole lesson on clouds this past summer in one of the summer camps that I wrote, but I'm not going to focus on that. I'm just going to look at the fact that they're like gray, but they're also like very like stringy. They look like kind of scattered across the sky. So you don't have that like fluffiness of like a cotton ball type cloud. This looks to me like it's like, um, the, like a storm. If these clouds came together, it would be some kind of storm, which I then could think of like as a fight or something like that. And again, I see also the biggest one is closest to him and the other two are kind of off in the distance. What were your thoughts on the clouds? Um, They kind of look like they could be mountains. You know, like if you have a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And um, so what did you say? Well, how did you describe when you described the card seriously? Seriously? Well, because it looks like a cirrus cloud. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought yeah. you meant. So, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I just wanted to clarify for the listeners. Um, and I also love how the middle of them, at least on my card, is lighter and, like, the outside is mm-hmm. gray. So it's kind of showing how, like we were saying with the whole you can hide the light, it's kind of like the light is hidden. Yeah, like the darkness is creeping in. Yeah, so maybe problem? it's that sounds so going with that smirk. Yeah. Y- yes, um, for sure. All right, so now let's move on to the figures. So let's start off talking about the two, I'm going to call them loser figures, the two yellow ones with their backs turned. Uh, What were your thoughts there? I like how they position them and you're not, you can't see their faces. So it leaves it up to the reader or whoever's looking at the card to Mm -hmm. actually make, um, make the, oh man, am I not recording? Oh shit. I'm not recording. Oh, damn it. Boo. I, I stink. Are you recording my voice? Yeah. Okay, so we I'll just start recording here, and then it'll, it'll just come in here better. Okay, that's fine. 
All right, so anyway, hey everybody, I probably sound better now. Thank you, I wasn't <laughs> recording, but now I am recording. And Ashley just asked me what I thought about these figures, and I will say that uh, what I was saying was I like how they don't show their faces, so it's up to whoever's reading the card to mm-hmm. use their impersonation or uh, their impression of what they think. And then what you, you know, like off of what they think, then you can kind of get a gauge as to where their mindset is at, you know? So if they look like, they're like, oh, these people look like they just lost a battle. This person in the back looks like he's crying, you know? Then you could be like, all right, maybe this person, you could kind of judge their state of mind. But if the other person's like, oh, maybe they're just taking a break. And the other one in the back, it looks like he's smoking a cigarette, you know? Yeah. So that's what I like. It's like a, like a Rorschach test, if you will, like we always say about the shapes on the, the Thoth deck cards. This is kind of like that same thing. I think that looking at it, you know, Color-wise, obviously, they're both yellow, and maybe because we're talking about the sun after this, but I said that there's that, like, warmth there, and kind of, um, for me, it was more of a sense of, like, truth or being true, um, and they're both facing t- away, right? So all their backs are all towards each other. The figure in the front has his back to the other two figures. I said that they were kind of looking for, the two other figures were, like, looking for the truth, and that's where that yellow came in, um, and maybe, like, looking to get that warmth of the from the sun in the sky. And then looking at the figure in the front, I said, because his back is turned towards it, that's why I almost gave this illusion of like being like a cheat or something like that. Like at all costs, we'll do anything to win. I mean, I can definitely relate to that. That is a personality trait I think I have. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just, I'm going to put that in my mental note. <laughs> Yeah, yeah no, so I like that. That's a that's a great interpretation. What did you think about the figure in the front that's holding the swords? It looks to me like he it's it's kind of like when you do something initially and you're really happy and you're proud about it, but then later on you're like, ah, fuck, maybe I shouldn't have smacked that guy in the face with my sword. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't that mean. No, so it's kind of like it's like that initial excitement over something that maybe you shouldn't have done. So it's like that the the dark side of you is getting a little happiness. Oh, yes, for sure. And like if you look at his face, like the expression on his face kind of gives that impression of that as well. Like it wasn't an honest victory. It looked like it was like something happened, something suspicious happened to make him be able to win out over these other two. All right, we get it, Ashley. You're a cheater. We get it. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> You're only a cheater if you get caught. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, all right. So let's look now at what else did I write down? Oh, the water. Why did you think that there was water in this card? I was, I, that's what I'm trying to figure out too, because it definitely looks like water, but the way that it's, uh, portrayed in the card, there's that line between the land and the water. So it gives the impression that maybe the water's above the land. Mm -hmm. Are you getting that too? Or is that just on my card or my perspective? Does it look like that to you as well? You think? I just thought it looked like a perspective, like a force perspective of like, it looks because that figure is so small, kind of like going up to the lake or something. Yeah. Well, I I was trying to see if they were like symbolizing that the water was higher than the land. So maybe they're Mm -hmm. trying to say something with the water and the earth correlation. But I also like how it looks like they're about almost even amount of land as water. If you like look at the card sideways. So I, I think it's just trying to show that shift in the balance and also the difference between the powers of the the earthly powers and the water powers because water is more about emotion mm-hmm. stuff like that so you know they're on the other side of that and they're i said with the, the 
with the two figures facing the water, it was like they're more in tune with kind of their conscience um, and knowing what's right. And the figure in the front, again, not saying that like he's like a swindler or cheat or something like that, but he kind of has his back to that. So, so maybe it could be like going against what he knows is right because he just wants to win out at all costs or get what he wants at all costs. Yeah, going against his own emotions and mm-hmm. the way he feels inside. Just, you know, he's using the logical over the uh, the feeling. That's great because it's like we talk about the correlation where you have to have your thoughts and your emotions um, working in conjunction to create action. So maybe you're right. He has his back turned to that, mm-hmm. to his emotion, and he's more focused on the earthly things. And then the last thing I just wanted to talk about was, oh, I kind of talked, hinted on this a little bit, was the coloring of the outfits. So I already talked about what I thought the yellow meant for the two little figures um, that have their back to us. But what were your thoughts about the coloring of the outfit of the man in the front or the figure in the front? Well, I green is usually the color of nature mm-hmm. and the color of creation. So, I mean, <laughs> maybe it's just... It's showing those earthly powers, the nature of the natural powers. Um, yeah. yeah, I went the I total You're better opposite with the way. <laughs> I went like red for me. It's always been an aggressive color. It's not a color that I gravitate towards in terms of anything like in terms of the way that I dress or anything like that. So I said for me, the red was representative of potentially like anger and the green was representative of potentially like envy. And the combination oh, of those yeah. two motivated mm. him to do whatever he had to do to be able to win out over the other two. I made like this whole story. Yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's the great thing about these cards. People say, you know, they it really is like a book. This deck, it's like many books. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, like it was just like, again, like he would do anything to beat out these other two that have this more like pure, warm type of outfit and covering. And both of them, it looks like have, at least on my card, like white or yellow shoes, whereas his shoes could look a little bit brownish, brown orange. Um and again, just symbolizing their like purity or or their like adherence to truth and conscience. Nailed it. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to it. if this came up in a general reading, what, what would you say? Before we do that though, what about the yeah. swords? Do you have any did you have any feeling about how they are? Because what I noticed about the swords, um, the th- there's so there's three of them that you can't see the points, mm-hmm. and then you can only see the points of the two that he's holding, and it really reminds me of the five of cups where you have the three cups that are spilled in the oh, rider uh-huh. weight, and then the two yep. that are behind him that aren't spilled. So I, I think it's kind of like a, a shout out to whatever that was trying to signify. Oh, I love that. And you know what? I think that that would be such a nice comparison to put up maybe on our Instagram because you can see so many similarities. Um, I was doing that the other day. I was going through all of them. And there's such a similarity between all of the aces as well. Um, And if you kind of see that, then you can kind of then you know then what the ace represents in terms of the number one. But then how do you apply it then to these particular suits? So I love that. I did not even think about that. To be honest, sounds like it could be a bonus episode in the making with the aces. Go ahead, what were you saying? Yes, um, I just looking at the the swords. I honestly didn't even pick up on the fact that you didn't see the points on three of them. Um, but I think that I don't even know if I had any thoughts on them. To be honest, I really don't. And also, he's carrying two, so those are the two that are like secure. Like he already figured those out, and now he's mm-hmm. trying to 
work on the other three and figure out a way to carry them all. You know, we've had this conversation before about what it would look like a second after this or five seconds after this. What would be that snapshot? And would we pick up these other two or or what? You know, I would he take the one that he has in his right hand and put it up and then he'd have three over his shoulder and then he'd hold the other two in his in his right hand. They do have the um, rider weight before and after deck, so I'll have to look into that. Maybe we could talk about it next week. Oh, man, I thought I came up with that myself. Um, all right. <laughs> I guess not. Okay, so if this came up in a general reading, what would you say? In a general reading, I think I'm going to build off what I was saying with the cups, where he, this is a guy who he has two of these swords mastered. He's working on the third, and then there's two on the ground. The problem is there's also two other people, though, that are facing the other way. Like you said, they're Mm -hmm. facing the water. They're facing away from him. They look distraught. So maybe what it's trying to tell you is that what you're doing is you're going about it the wrong way. You know, you have the right intention. You want to be a master of all these swords and whatever those swords can represent. So they can represent different talents or skills or any different aspect. But you're just going about it the wrong way. You have your back to the water, to the emotion. You need to learn Mm-hmm. Or you need to turn around and see that and face that. And maybe these other two can help you. Maybe they can come pick these swords up for you and you can get them on your team instead of trying to do it all yourself. Yes, I think absolutely. I wrote down if for a general reading. Okay, hold on. Relax. Um, I wrote down winning at all costs um, and bullying because he also could look like a bully. I said unhealthy competition, either, you know, in your mind, a lot of people have these competitions in their head about, and I think a lot of times now that can relate to this like social media culture of seeing everyone else's, you know, highlight reel and comparing yourself to that and having this unrealistic expectation of where you should be in life or what your life should look like or what you should be doing. And um, I also wrote down that this would be a card that if it came up, even though it's not a court card, I would say that there's potentially someone in your life that's incredibly obnoxious. And this could be a representation of that person. Oh, yeah, I like that. And just to go off that for a second, I don't want to make it seem like all competition is unhealthy because I'm a very competitive person. I compete with myself about everything, and I always want to be the best for myself. I rarely compete against other people. Um, but you know how there's always – there's you probably know someone where – they don't have that type of healthy competition with themselves. They have it with everyone else, and it comes from a feeling of insecurity. So I would also then bring that into it as well. You know, is this person having these feelings or feel like they have to have these competitions with other people or feel like they have to be at this certain place in their life because they're really insecure about where they actually are right now? Yeah, I I like that. I think that happens a lot in society. People need to look on the inside because like you said competition is not a bad thing like anything else it's all about a balance Mm -hmm. so you know uh, though i think the real way to solve anything any kind of issue or problem is instead of looking outside first look inside and say what a what is my problem with this thing Mm -hmm. um and b is that valid why why do i have a problem with this is it you know so these are all great questions and (laughs) to ask yourself but yeah it's all about balance for sure so let's move on to if this came up in a love reading, what would you say? Ooh, this would be very interesting, I think, in a love reading. Um, 
This could signify that you're moving forward in your relationship, but you have your back turned to everyone else's needs. You know, even if, if you even if you're in a relationship with one person, that doesn't mean you're only worried um, about their needs. You still mm-hmm. have friends. You have to, and I'm not saying that you should be the person to, you know, feel obligated to uh, to fulfill others' needs. But what I'm just saying is, you need to fulfill your duties as a friend or as a lover. Same thing. You can't have your back turned to everybody. So I could say that's one place you could start looking. That seemed way more positive than what I'm going to say. I said that mine <laughs> is, if this came up, it would potentially be betrayal and or an abusive relationship. And there's many different types of abuse, obviously, that can happen in a relationship. They're not all just going to be like physical. Um, I said this could be being with someone who's not what they seem. It's like this illusion or this uh, facade that they've put up that then you get to know the real them. And you're like, hold on a second, what? And I said, if you're single, this could be dating the wrong type of person or dating the wrong people. You know, and I think a lot of people get into this idea of like, I have a type and then they stay, stick with that particular type. And the reality is like you're fixating on one particular trait and then you're probably inviting in other traits that you don't want. Like my type is, I guess, someone who's alive. I don't know. I, I yeah, don't that's know. what women always tell me. They're like, I have a type. It's somebody that owns a house and makes $100,000 a year and has a nice car. I'm like, that sounds like a good type keep looking (laughs) yeah right (laughs) but it's like you know then you're just checking things off a list right and the reality is those things you know how did they get to that place how did they get those things and they might have all those things but they might be an actual like horrible person they could also be a great person um but i think there's more than just you know a certain list a certain trait a certain set of qualities or qualifications um yeah for sure but i think people need to find that out on their own I mean, I guess you can, it's best to use others' examples and if you can learn from that, but some people, they just have to find out and then, um, you know, they they think they're doing what society tells them to do and everything's right. Mm-hmm. And I just saw this quote on Instagram, I don't know who it was, but it said, it said the crowd is never right. And it had like a, a picture of like Nazis or something. It's like the crowd is never <laughs> right. <laughs> Always listen to yourself. <laughs> Um, okay. So if this came up in a career reading, what would you say? If this came up in a career reading, I would say that, um, I kind of like what you were saying before about the betrayal thing. I'd say that maybe you'd have to watch your back. Uh, or if you're moving up the ladder at where you're doing it, maybe you're, maybe you're screwing people over Mm -hmm. and you got to watch out for that because these people aren't going to, you know, you can only control people for so long or like be a tyrant over them before they either leave or they then will do it to you in some manner. Because mm-hmm. that's what, you know, whenever I feel like whenever somebody wants to like rule and control someone else, then they feel or like use violence against them, like hit them or whatever. Uh, then they only want to use other violence against other people. That's what happens. You know, like think if, if you ever got hit or punched or whatever, what do you want to do? You just want to hit or punch or strike back at other people. Or if you get yelled at at work and boss around, you kind of feel like you want to yell at people too. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's that, you know, uh, it's telling you that you have to watch what you're doing, turn around, face that water. I said Balance that, it out. But. Yeah, I said it's unhappiness in your career or your job. And um, I said maybe it's too much competition at work. Either it's, again, self-inflicted type of focusing on competition, like I need to do this, this, this. 
or maybe you work in a very competitive field. Like if you work in sales and everyone has certain quotas and things like that that they need to meet, like that could be potentially very competitive, I think. I don't know because I don't work in sales, but... um, I have, and yes, it is, and that's what they do. It's like a whole kind of psychology, mind control, if you will, mm-hmm. thing where... I mean, it's smart for them to do it because they want to sell. Like I, I was in the car business, but they would do all competitions and like every week they have meetings and have your name on a board with how many cars you sold next to it mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So yeah, it was great. I mean, I that- saw, I saw exactly what they were trying to do. So I would just laugh, but you know. But then there's that idea of like that, that recognition, right? Where it's like, well, I want to be recognized, yeah. so then I'm going to work even harder. And then maybe I do have to screw somebody over, but I want to get my name on the board or, or whatever. Um, yeah. And- Especially over money, which is, especially because we're on careers. It's great to talk about this now because people will, it's amazing the things that they do to other people just for money. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's not even, <laughs> it's not even real. It's just a made up thing that we use to transact and to like as a placeholder, right? It's really what it is, a placeholder for trade, but people are, are like screwing over other humans for it. And God, other people are like, I don't know. I can't sleep at night. I have insomnia. Well, I'm like, well, uh, are you screwing people over? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I also said, you know, I always like to relate it back to a particular job or something like that. I said this could be pol- uh, police work or a job in the army or PI work. Yeah. Like Magnum okay. PI? <laughs> exactly. I think we've wrapped up this five of swords here. Uh, let's move on to our major arcana card of the week, which is the sun, something a little bit more positive and upbeat and warm. Um, so I'll give a brief description of this. Uh, there's a lot going on here and you've got this light or this like Robin's egg blue background. And in the center up at the top, you have a yellow circle that has a face in it. Obviously it's going to be the representation of the sun and you have these straight and curvy, um, rays coming off of it. In the bottom part of the bar- bottom half of the card, you have a gray wall and planted, it looks like on the wall or in the wall are these sunflowers. And in front of the wall, you have this white horse. And on the horse, there's this little naked kid who has her arms out, who has like a uh, crown of, it looks like flowers with a feather coming out of it. And then there's this big red flag over to our the right-hand side of the card, kind of waving down. So there's kind of a lot going on here. Make sure you definitely take a look at it on our Instagram so you can see what we're talking about. Okay, initial thoughts on the sun. This card is just like, it's so powerful. It's crazy Mm -hmm. because you have the sun right at the top just staring at you. And then underneath this kid is just like, it's like carefree. We're having a good time. We're riding this horse. We have this red uh, flag or... um, trying to think what they call it like standard these are my colors mm-hmm. bearing the red he has a red feather in his hair or her hair or whatever this child is it's just very it just seems very positive it's kind of like when you know you've had a couple of days you're from connecticut so you know or yep. wherever you're listening if you know where it's like sometimes in connecticut it gets like cloudy for a whole week and crappy yep. and then the sun comes out that next day and it's just beautiful. So that's what that really reminds me of the sun coming out. I'm sure people in Seattle are like, Oh, a whole week, huh? Try like half a year. But I think that when you have a seasonality like that or, or weather patterns like that, it makes you appreciate the days when the sun is out. Um, I live in a place where it's beautiful and sunny, you know, 350 days out of the year. 
And so sometimes you just take it for granted. You don't realize that it is really special to have that um, that warmth and that that sunlight available to you all the time. Um, my initial thoughts were, I wrote down growth, warmth, protection, calmness, starting of something new. So I was really, honestly, as I was getting more into this card, I'm like, oh, I wish I had picked this as my card to represent me. But, you know, I guess I am the star. The sun is a star, though, as well. So, you know, maybe I'm both. Um, okay, let's look at the the first thing I wrote down on my list was the child. What were your thoughts there? This, to me, represents the will, like carefree, um, just kind of how you should model your life. Like, look at everything through the eyes of a child, which mm-hmm. is really hard to do because you get set in these patterns because the way the brain works you know, in order to not explode and overuse itself. It just kind of, when you get into these patterns, it's just over and over again and you do the same things and you look at things through the same eyes and you kind of just really, you ignore a lot of things, honestly, and your brain fills in a lot. So your eyes aren't even really seeing, your brain's kind of just filling in what's there. Mm -hmm. So I think that this is trying to tell you that you got to look at, everything through the eyes of uh, like a child is like everything is brand new because you're really missing out on life if you're not. I think there's such a naivete and innocence associated obviously with childhood and especially because like the child is naked. I'm going to go back to like the Garden of Eden story, you know, when they ate from the forbidden tree, then it was like they, their eyes were opened and they were like, oh, we're naked. So we got to be clothed. So I again went back to there. There's that innocence there. And I, I always try to get back to that point in my own life and look at things without having all of these preconceived notions. I think sometimes that those, those are okay. And I think sometimes it's okay to use your past history to kind of guide you moving forward. But I also think it's really important to get rid of some of those prejudices and thought patterns to go back to how it is as a kid and just see things as maybe everyone isn't a piece of shit. <laughs> maybe there is just like this light, right? And kind of appreciating, like kids appreciate a lot of things. They could have fun with like a piece of grass or a leaf. Yeah, I mean, I I think we have a lot to appreciate in the society that we don't appreciate. And I, you know, people think, I mean, it's crazy. When when I say this, it's going to sound crazy. But the way we're living now, it doesn't mean it's always going to be this way. You know, I mean, I've watched several documentaries <laughs> on the History Channel about like how fragile our even our just grid, our electrical grid is. You know, so mm-hmm. um, I think we should definitely take it for granted. And also, guys, nuclear bombs exist, which is something we haven't really thought about in a while. It was something like my generation <laughs> and the generations <laughs> before us used to think about more. But I, you know, not to sound doomy and gloomy, but China has nuclear weapons. Russia has them. We have them all pointed at each other enough to get rid of most of us. So, you know, God forbid something even on a small scale like that happened and, and all the niceties of this world that we have went away. Man, I bet, you know, if you were sitting in a world that looked like Walking Dead or these apocalyptic shows, you'd be like, fuck, I wish I just had a hot shower. You know, I wish I could, I don't know, make a phone call or like a post on Instagram or eat a pancake. So I think it's very important. And the other thing I wanted to say really quick was <laughs> about the Garden of Eden story, which is funny. It's because it's so 
crazy how some religions like right off the bat the first story was a creation story and it was just showing you like what a piece of shit humans are and now there's original sin and now you're born incomplete and we have the answer for you right Mm -hmm. isn't that crazy again not shitting on anyone's religion just trying to point (laughs) out the logical inconsistencies here you know i think if they say that god is perfect then he would make perfect beings exactly to learn how to really listen to ourselves um okay let's look at the uh the sunflowers all right what did you think about them well you know i mean obviously there's the idea that sunflowers are going to follow the movement of the sun and i think that the fact that they're so prominent in this card is again like following that warmth following that protection keeping your face like illuminated so you're not in the darkness. So I love that they're here. And that just for me would tell me if this came up in a reading for somebody just saying like, don't turn your back on that. Like try and go, you know, go towards the light, if you will. And follow that. What did you make that that childlike innocence? What? Oh yeah. I love that. That childlike innocence. Mm -hmm. What did you make of the fact that there was four and then there was like the, the separations that they made? I honestly didn't even write anything down about that. Yeah. So there's, so what I'm talking about for everyone who's looking at the card, and if you want to see the card, go to our Instagram at terrible, T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L-2, the number two on Instagram. And I put up all the pictures every week. You know, sometimes we get complacent and we forget to say that. And also sometimes we forget to say, hey, if you're a new listener, thanks for listening to our show. We love all our new listeners. Comment, let us know what you think. Uh, The best place to reach us is Instagram. You can even email me, Brandon, at Comedy LOL. And everything you need to find is at ComedyLOL.com. But what I wanted to say about these sunflowers, though, is that I like how there's, if you're looking left from right, there's two next to each other. And then Mm -hmm. you have his red feather in the way, then one more, and then that red flag, which is even better, and then another one that's a little lower. Mm Mm-hmm. So what were your thoughts on that, though? Um... I think that it's kind of, it's like a as above, so below type of thing for me because you have these two over here to the left. So maybe they just represent, there's like a whole wall of these sunflowers, right? So you're just seeing the two and then you have the little red line, then it goes to one, then you have this big red uh, line. So it could represent the different phases that you have to go through. Mm -hmm. And maybe the, the red, um, the red different like the feather and the flag are just pathways or uh trials that you have to go through to get where you want to go and i'm all i'm just trying to figure it out maybe something else will come to me but it really stood out to me i think it's interesting that it didn't stand out to me i was just like okay but i think i was so fixated on the kid to be honest because i just think there's such an innocence there you know and to go back to that purity and that like I think we should all try to get back there. All right, let's go and look at the horse. What were your thoughts on the horse? Um, well, it, like you said, it goes to the purity. So I think it's just showing that this kid is just, he's riding the truth. You know, mm-hmm. he has he has his noble steed. Again, to make another Lord of the Rings reference, Gandalf had Seraphex or Shadow Winds or whatever the name was, the, the god of all horses, and he was white. So it's like that the way truth has power and it just is able to move Mm -hmm. 
you know, you're not going to stop it. And, the, and he's sitting there, like you said, carefree, and he's carrying that red banner, which, again, it's kind of weird because, you know, in the death card, he had that black banner, and he was yep. walking in, and it was like the same white horse, but it was just all stern. And mm-hmm. now this is more like he's running away with the truth carefree, and he's just there to, you know. It's like it, it also represents the positive aspect of it because when truth comes in, sometimes at first, like we said, when the sun comes out, it's bright and it blinds you. And that could also be the moment when, like in the death card, when you have that realization that whatever it is in your life you're doing that you need to do and it needs to die. So part of you dies. This is that other end of it where you get everything in line and the sun is out and you're riding that horse, man. You're like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's it's like the light at the end of the tunnel. And I went through, so for me, the horse, yes, I said about purity because of the coloring of it, but I also said that um, because the figure that's on top of it is a child, right? If you think about it, not saying a human person can run as fast as a horse, but there's almost this need, need for speed to kind of maybe follow the sun or the path of the sun um, and to move, have the ability to move quickly if you need to, to be yeah, able to like do that. that. Um, okay, let's look at the the sun itself. I think how interesting the this face on the sun versus the face we saw last week in the moon. Um, I love that you said that there was like a calmness to it. It's almost serene, which again gave me that like calmness, protection. And I love that the rays come off in literally every direction and they're not all straight and they're not all wavy. It's a combination of the two. It's like a nice little pattern there. And it just shows that it's going out in all directions. So no matter where you go, you potentially could get one of those rays, right? So there's no like, oh, like I, like the quote we talked about, there's no hiding from it. It's not like it's just coming off in one side or it's just going up off the top. They're coming off in every direction. So you could potentially always be basking in that warmth of the sun. Yeah, I also like how the rays are you have one straight and then one wave and one straight because it's like the way energy moves in patterns if you get into um uh theoretical oh, what do they call it the <laughs> the science that studies are really small mm-hmm. um i can't believe it's like escaping my mind but anyway that's the the way everything moves it's all in patterns you have the wave patterns the waveform and lines so it's basically the what creates everything in the universe that's how it's created matter the particles of matter and then it's also if you think about it it is all light like we were just light slowed down everything's made out of light so Mm -hmm. to me it's that correlation as above so below it's showing that is that creator on all levels it's light the last thing i wanted to point out though was the on this was the the flag or the banner or whatever you kind of already (laughs) touched on that um (laughs) what are your thoughts no, and I, I just kind of had my mind blown about what I was saying about the um, the sun because if you think about how everything is made out of light, right, slowed down, and a star creates light, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how a star is technically our creator because it created the light that we are that exists. So the sun is technically our creator. Wow. All right, I'm going to start worshiping the sun, guys. Anyway. <laughs> like an ancient Egyptian. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> What are my thoughts about the the flag you're saying? Yes. Um, again, like I was saying, I it just kind of it's it, it represents that for me it's that truth. Mm-hmm. Like he has it, and it's he's using it in the form of wisdom. If you look at like uh, the 
actually, I'm going to be doing a show on this. So look for it. It's about, it's going to be about natural law and alchemy. And the third the stage of alchemy is Rubiro, Rubiro, a uh, Rubido. That's what it's called. And it's the reddening stage. And that's the stage where you have the knowledge and you have the truth, but you're expressing it out to the world. So that's when it becomes a wisdom is when you're sharing it with others. That's when it becomes a wisdom. So that's what I think he's doing. He's riding out there and he's sharing what he has or what he knows, which is the truth. And I made note of, at least on my card, it looks like it's darker up at the top and then it gets a little bit lighter as you get towards the bottom. At least I see mm -hmm. a little bit more yellow. And you would think it would be the reverse, right? It would be brighter or maybe more sun bleached up at the top where the sun is hitting it. But again, I'm going to go back to that. Like you can get that sunlight anywhere, even at the bottom of this like flag, which could be potentially on the ground or always in a shadow, right? It could still get the warmth of that and you could still have that be altered, by the sun's rays, obviously. Okay, let's say if this came up in a general reading, what would you say? If this came up in a general reading, I would say it looks like you have some good times coming up. This is the light at the end of the tunnel. Whatever you're working on, all the hard work you put in, it's finally starting to come to fruition. And this is like the stage where you could display it and show it to the mm -hmm. world. For sure. I said that um, this for me was success and uh, simplicity of life. You are feeling loved and um, what else did I write down here? And then I said I would look at the spread or whatever the concentration is in terms of the um, the reading to say what exactly where the happiness is coming from or where that feeling is coming from. And, and I also said, it's a mentality of a, if you build it, they will come. So whatever you put out into the world, if you put out a question or if you put yourself out there to get a different job or something like that, um, it will, it will happen for you, but you have to make that initial leap, that initial jump. Love it. Um, that's why I was like, Oh, that's such a positive card. All right. So what if this came up in a love reading? All right, you go well, first this time. Okay. I said that this would be a new relationship full of potential, um, and it would be one where you're kind of basking in the, the positive traits of each other. I think a lot of times you don't necessarily show off your worst traits right off the bat, you know, unless you're me, and that seems to be all you ever show off. And, um, <laughs> and then <laughs> I said if you're single, there could be a love at first sight situation. And then I also wrote yeah. down holiday romance, right? If you're going on a trip or something like that, like the horse, then you can kind of have fun in the sun. <laughs> I love it. I would, I'd have to say that um, since it is the sun in the center of this card and he is the creator, that it looks like there's a possibility for something new to come and something mm -hmm. that you're going to have fun, carefree, you know, like you were saying, this kid's riding a horse of truth. So... As long as you do that work on yourself, like we always talk about, to become, or at least to start working toward being a whole being, to put your thoughts and emotions into alignment to create action, you can look, you start looking at the world totally differently. And, you know, this is where you're really going to start to build a meaningful relationship, something that's going to last. And not just something that you're doing, you know, it's like a, we were talking about. Uh, before we were on the air, how you have people who are very compatible mm -hmm. and then you have people who are compatible. And so they stay away from each other, but then you have people that are dysfunctionally compatible where they have some traits that line up really well. 
and then some traits that just drive each other crazy. <laughs> so they just keep coming back and going, you know, it's like a, a just a vicious cycle. Yeah, so for sure. if you could figure that out and that the key to that is not the other person, it is yourself. You have to figure out what's going on within you because you're the only person that you technically have the right to change. You don't really have the right to try to change anyone else unless they are asking for your assistance. So, you know, that's what I would say in a relation or I'm sorry, in a love reading, I would say that, uh, all that. And then the person be super confused, but I'd be like, pay me. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's say th this came up in a career reading. What would you say? Ooh, in a career reading, this looks like somebody who's started off on a new career and they're very happy, but it also could be to remind you you know, if you're have been in a career for a while and you do like it, but you just feel stale, like maybe to go back to when you first started, what was it about this career that got you excited? Mm -hmm. You know, so and if you're not excited anymore, maybe it is time to move on and to embody what this card is showing you. I said that this could be positive changes happening for you at work. So if this card came up, it could be like something good is coming your way, either a promotion or it's like a change in kind of either maybe your location of wherever you normally work or it's a, a positive change that is going to bring about more positive changes for you, right? Um, or maybe it's asking for something and they're, you know, you're being acknowledged and you're finally going to be getting the whatever it is that you've asked for. I said that this could also be a job that where you work with kids. Maybe that's why I also feel such a connection to it because yeah. that's how I maintain my childlike innocence. <laughs> okay. Any final thoughts on the sun card before we move on? Uh, no, I would just like to say that what you're saying about the childlike innocence is very important. So I just like to talk about it again, because even when I'm at work as a DJ and I'm dealing with children, other DJs I know, get, they don't want to, like they get all mad and I'm like, just talk to them. Like they're a little person. Yeah. Sometimes they get a little annoying, you know, just throw them in a the closet. But no, I just try to talk to them like they're a person, not like a child, and see what they're trying to tell me. And it's funny because when you do that, a lot of times the kids will respond to you much differently because nobody really treats them like a person. They always talk to them like they're a little baby. So mm -hmm. I, I think that that's the way that I am able to maintain that. You know, I kind of just picture myself kind of as a kid. <laughs> And, and I also it, think yeah. that there's there's some traits that we lose that we would consider potentially like negative, like a short attention span. Um, and I, I mean, I mean, well, normally like really hate <laughs> story time. But like I think back about this past summer, I was going and overseeing one of the camps um, at a different location for my job. And one of the kids was really, really upset because she wanted her mom to come and pick her up. And it was like you talked to them for about you know, maybe 10, 15 seconds about why they're upset. And then you just change your, whatever you're talking about to something that you know that they want to talk about. And then they stop getting upset. And I think that's something that oftentimes we overlook. It's like, oh, well, look at you were able to easily kind of manipulate that conversation. It's like, but that's something that we should also be doing because sometimes I think we're so fixated on bad thoughts or sad thoughts or things that are going wrong in our lives. And we forget that we can change our perspective. We can change what we're thinking about and push it out like, acknowledge it. Yes, you're upset your mom's not here. Yes, she'll be coming here eventually. But now let's talk about how cute I look in this adorable camp shirt um, or whatever. And I think that we miss that sometimes, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because everything is really, it's just a thought when it comes down to it. And that's where in my life, meditation helped me a lot because 
in meditation, you sit there and when a thought comes, you get lost in it and then you realize it's a thought and you let it go. And then you sit there and then you get lost in a thought again. So it's like, um, exercise where you're just exercising your mind constantly. And as you start to build that up, you start to do it in your everyday life. And it really helps because then you do, you realize that, Oh wait, that was just a thought. I can let that go. And I could think about something else, mm-hmm. you know, not to say that you shouldn't do any action because of that. Cause a lot of times your feelings are trying to tell you that you need to do something and change your behavior. But, you know, like you said, if you're just getting wrapped up in the moment and things are happening, you know, why am I thinking about this? This doesn't make sense. You just exactly just change what you're thinking about in your perspective. All right. So now we're going to move on to the next part of the podcast, which is where we look at two different interpretations of the same cards we've already talked about. So we're going to be looking again at the five of swords and the sun, but it's a different deck. So Brandon does the description here. and We just kind of give our initial thoughts. All right, so today we're going to be talking about the Five of Swords and the Sun card in the Aleister Crowley Thoth deck. And uh, this is a good spot for me to put in a commercial. If you want to buy a Thoth deck, it's T-H-O-T-H. Go to ComedyLOL.com and you click on the Amazon link and you put in Thoth deck. And then you buy one and we get part of it and it doesn't cost you any more. All right, so Five of Swords here. We're going to do the description right now. Okay, so we have five different swords, and they're all converging on one point, and they all have different handles, and they're making what looks like it's traced out in the f- uh, kind of using the swords to trace it out, and then also what looks like maybe shells or some kind of rock to make a pentagram with the one point facing down and then on the bottom of the card has green with some shadowing and then the top of it is more of like i would say some kind of reddish brown maroon color with blue around it there's actually blue around the whole card and uh, all kinds of crazy shapes like they use they love to use in the thoth deck i think that's about and there's like a male symbol at the top of it and is that a i can't see it Oh, uh, that's about it. If you want to check it out, go to our Instagram, terrible two T R O T B U L L number two, and you'll see for yourself. So, what do you think about this card? Um, so you know, what I do like about this deck is that it gives you um like a phrase or or I mean like a, a word to concentrate on. I think when it, if this card were to come up, and this one is defeat. Um, and definitely I could see that. It just looks like kind of this coming in from all angles, like being overcome by this sorrow, or I guess, I mean, I, for lack of a better word, defeat. Yeah. I, you know what, this is great because this gives me a chance to use something I just learned, which is about the pentagram. So I may have talked about some past shows, but the five-sided star the pe- is not always a negative sign. So normally Uh when you have the one point facing up, so if you were to look at this card reversed, if you were to flip it upside down, you would have the sword with the crown on it on top and would be making a normal five-pointed star. And what the top point there is going to represent is spirit. And the other four points are the four elements. So you have earth, air, water, and fire. So this is the correct way. Now when it's upside down, which when the star is upside down, meaning though when you're looking at this five of swords right side up, it makes the pentagram putting spirit under the natural world. It's putting spirit under the elements. 
So it has everything in disharmony. And what that signifies is that uh, this could be a person or a group of people or whoever it is, but they feel that they uh, that the world is more important. So they want to put the material world over the spirit world. And that's what Satanists do or anybody, um, Sabbateans or anyone in that religion, they do that. And I love how all the different swords have different handles, and I'm sure they correlate to each element. If we looked at them close enough, we could figure out some kind of correlation. I think it's also important to note um, that the only straight sword is the one with the crown on it. All of the other ones yep. are curved. And yeah. even the straight sword, which, again, is the only one that's straight, it's not a whole sword. There's, like, this chunk missing out of it. Yeah. And I also love if you turn it upside down, you can really get a better look at it because right after that break is where the sword comes into the green right there. And if you're thinking of the green as, like, the generative or the nature or um, – the creation aspect of it, it goes along with the spirit really well mm -hmm. because that's when you're creating, when you have all these different forces in alignment, you're doing it, uh, you're creating positively, but then when it's upside down, that's when you're creating in the negative, uh, the negative way. And I think obviously there was probably such a conscious choice of having the four element swords, if we're going to call them that, um, be not straight because they would perfectly line up, I think, with this pentagram, but the curvature of them makes it feel, um, I mean, obviously it's very purposeful, but it, it makes it feel like the focus should be then on that one with the crown, for me at least. Yeah. It also makes a cup too. It does. Mm -hmm. Which is pretty significant. Um, yeah. And I, I love it. I, so I really think it, the, if you're going to compare it to the Rider weight five, of swords, how we were saying how that guy had his back turned to the emotion. So everything was out of alignment, you know, and that's what is going on in this card. It's out of alignment. The spirit is being thrust downward. And I think what's interesting is the rider weight, you know, my interpretation of it was very much uh, victory at all costs. This one, the word that they're giving you is defeat, right? Yeah. It's saying defeat, though, but what it, it could be the defeat of your enemies. So it could also be victory at all costs, too, because if you think about how Satanists view the world, that's kind of how they do it. There's victory at all costs. They're, they just want to get over on people and ahead of people, mm -hmm. and they don't mind screwing them over. So, yeah, I think that's exactly what this represents for me anyway. Yeah, this one was not my favorite card. Maybe because it just it, it felt so yeah, it felt so negative. I like it reversed when you look at it the other way because it's it is amazing. It just turns it all the way around and now it looks like a bright happy card now. No, it really does. Absolutely. And it, it does look like a person then. Yeah. It's amazing. All right. Any other thoughts on this card? Um, no, I'm ready to move on. All right. All right. Now we're going to talk about the sun, which is card number 19 in the Alistair Crowley Thoth deck. This card is, there's a lot going on. It looks like on the, let's start on the outside. It looks like there's a representation of every Zodiac on the outside and mm -hmm. it leads basically right into the sun. So they're like, it's kind of showing the different, uh, breakdown of the Zodiac. Um, and then underneath the sun, there's a, what looks like a mountain or a mound with some kind of, uh, maybe crown or circle or bracelet like looking thing around it with two angels under it. 
The angels have different color wings. One has yellow with a little bit of red. One's more red with a little bit of yellow. And right under them is the crab, which is the best symbol ever. <laughs> yes. Upside down. But no, all the, all the zodiac is represented here. In the card itself, it starts off really interesting. There's a sun, which is like yellow. Then it goes to red. Then it goes to more like yellow and red. Then it's white. And then more yellow, red. So it's very interesting pattern. I would suggest checking it out. What I love is that last week we talked about moon signs. And I love that this card has a represent representation of all of these sun signs. Um, right? Or, I mean, obviously all of the different star signs. But this is what people would associate with if they say, like, what's your sign? It's normally, right, your, your sun sign. Um, I love that. And I love the cyclical nature of it. Um, because it looks to me like the different rays that are emanating off of the sun that are in between, like dividing up where the, uh, the astrological signs are could be representational of the seasons and the length of the rays or the length of the day, right? During that particular time, maybe I'm reading way too much into it, um, oh yeah, no, I like that. But like, if I look at where the, the crab is, right, and, um, and the the lion and the twins, right? So Gemini, Cancer, Leo, and this is obviously for us in the in the northern hemisphere. But that's where we're gonna have our longest days during the summer, right? And then the yeah, shortest wow. ones look like over by you see Sagittarius and Capricorn, and Aquarius, and that would be like the winter where you do have these shorter rays um, or shorter days. I do love that there's this huge halo, again, that's showing that all-encompassing aspect of the sun where it shines light on everything. Um, and I loved the the wings that were chosen for the angels because they are butterfly wings, which gives that metamorphosis aspect, that change. There's ability to go from one thing to something else, to start off one way and then to become something else, right? Yeah, I love that. I also like to point out the mound that's in the middle. It looks like a mountaintop. Because to me, what that represents is the earth. And it's like the sun is creating the earth. It's nourishing it and it's actually causing it to grow. So if you think of the sun is the creator and these angels are there just celebrating that fact. Mm-hmm. And if you also think of mounds, if you think of like a pregnant woman's stomach, that's considered the mound. That's where a lot of this uh, ancient mound worship came from. It's because they were trying to symbolize life and new life. I love that. I was going to say that was the, for me, looking at the that mountain or, or mound, it was going into this idea of things gravitating towards the sun, right? And so it's going to grow up towards where those rays are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Lovely. Is there anything else you wanted to say about it? Um, I did want to point out, I feel like there's these two little like coins or something underneath the angels. And I didn't know what those were. Yeah. That's funny because I was thinking the same thing. So let's take another look. Looks like they're, um, different solar crosses. They're the four sided crosses. But if you look closely enough, it looks like there could be a human Mm -hmm. drawn in there or some kind of figure drawn in there. Yes, I for sure see that on the one on the right with the yellow-winged angel, but mm-hmm. not so much on the one yeah. on the left. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Now, I also like the difference in the colors. Like, one's like the lighter and one's the darker. Mm-hmm. Like the yin and the yang, the two different 
I think it's representing the two different energies. You have the masculine and the feminine energies. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Working together. And if you think, see how their arms are, it looks like they're making a W with all their arms. And then also looks like they're making an X with their two middle arms, which also makes a cup on the top. Mm -hmm. Or it's like two cups coming together. Yeah, it does. And it looks like if it was two different cups, right, then their body's like the like handle part of the cup. Yep. I really like this oh, card. Oh, wow. If you turn it upside down, it looks like <laughs> if you're looking at it, um, those they look like eyes. Now the circles look like eyes, and the cancer looks like it's sitting on top of this head. It's crazy. It looks See very that? like insect-like for sure. Yeah. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I like how the, the mound – is represented like you said because it's shown in the summer months so you it's showing it with when the sun for us in the northern hemisphere we get the most sun so that's really where the creation and uh the growing is coming out of that's where the mound comes out of it's that bountiful time of year when mm -hmm. things are allowed to grow and see the sun yeah love it i really really liked this card um the moon card last week was okay, but I really enjoyed this one, this interpretation and this illustration. Yeah, I hear you. So next week, we'll be talking about the six of swords, um, and we'll be talking about the judgment card. It will be judgment day. Wow. We can't do that at the Planet Fitness because that's a judgment-free zone. <laughs> Imagine if we tried reading cards there and that card came up. They'd be like, no. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the terrible podcast. That was a lovely, terrible. I don't know. That's not a pun, but that's that's just a bad joke, I guess. No, I thought it was uh, great. I thought it was great. I'm going to laugh about that all day. <laughs> <laughs> you can't read tarot cards in here. It's a judgment-free zone. Oh, man. Those people need it the most. Just kidding, guys. We love you. Um, so if you want to check us out, go to comedylol.com. And you could donate there. You could follow us. You can email us. All kinds of things. Comment. Let us know how you what you think. You can also go to terrible.com if you want to get the podcast directly on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get podcasts. Remember, it's just terrible, T-A-R-O-T-B-U-L-L.com. Mm -hmm. And until next week, stay terrible. Stay, stay judgment-free. <laughs> stay judgment-free until next week. Bye. Comedy, LOL, Podcast Network.